So about three years ago, I saw an ad from this person. I purchased their program. I was very intrigued by what they were talking about. What's even more special about this person is not only is she an artist who's generated over six figures for the last few years with her music career, she is also an amazing entrepreneur, and her programs have helped thousands of artists all over the world. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Leah McHenry. So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. Uh, I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So joining me in this episode of the podcast, I'm excited because I have been following this gal for a few years now. Actually, I think I found her and I purchased her very, I, I want to say it was your very first course, maybe early on, like the Savvy Musician Academy. Was that it? Yeah, well, that was the, the, first the one? online musician, the online musician. Yes, the yeah. online musician. Now I'm with Leah McHenry and I'm so excited that she's here because when I first saw it, that's when I had, I had been involved in the internet marketing space for about a year. I'd started creating programs. And at that time, I was really searching for someone who wasn't trying to go the traditional record company route. I was going for someone uh, who wasn't out there bashing labels. You know, it's like, here's someone who showed up that said, look, here's the situation. I decided I didn't want to tour. I'm a mom. I have some cool music. I'll show you how I'm making money. And I'm like, I'm in. And I'm not even one that's like, I felt that I needed to learn as much as I could about other people's stories because I could speak from working at a major label. I could speak from managing an artist that's, you know, on the charts and, you know, went on to this. I could not speak on behalf of your education. And I've always been taught, if you don't know, shut up and go learn. So that's what I did was went into your world. So tell them, for those that don't know you, a little bit about you. And then let's talk about those various opportunities that are out there, that there is no one size fits all model. And a lot of internet marketers and guys, if you don't understand yet, as an artist in the digital age, you are an internet marketer. So don't get offended when we talk like that. But as an internet marketer, you need to understand who your audience is and you just, you understood it better than anybody I'd seen. Yeah. I remember when you joined the program, you were actually one of our very first customers, which was, so it was cool. Um, yeah. And that was the online musician. And you know, that, that just came about, I, first of all, I never intended to be a, a coach or be an artist development or any of this stuff. Uh, I was just a stay at home mom, homeschooling my five kids, <laughs> five kids homeschooling. And they were like in diapers. And I was like, you know, doing the mom thing and, you know, picking out history courses and cleaning up spaghetti and all that stuff and doing my music thing on the side. And 
making an album whenever I could just as kind of a, a hobby for me, it was outlet. It's like, I got to do this no matter what. And, um, then I, when I started, you know, struggling with that and realizing, man, like I really, I don't feel fulfilled enough just making music in my basement. Like I, I, I need this to be heard. And so then at that point I was like, well, what, what am I going to do? Because I cannot put my kids on a tour bus. This is not going to work. Right. My husband's got a construction business. Like, what are we going to do here? And, um, that, at that point I decided to, to stop studying the music industry and just start studying business, just start studying internet marketing and be like, well, the internet's clearly going to be the way for me because I don't really have any other options here. So at that point, uh, I just started reading anything I could get my hands on books, blogs. I started taking some business courses, things like that. Just thought, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this. I just know that if I want to get my music out there, I got to learn some basic marketing skills. I, I figured that would help. Sure. And so, as, yeah, as I started doing that, sure enough, lo and behold, it did work. It, it started, I mean, I started uh, realizing, oh, like if I, if I narrow my music down to really like a niche and almost like a micro niche where I'm very, very specific about who my audience is and my, what my identity is and my brand and all that, then it's going to be a lot easier for people to find me. And I think that my, my suspicion was that they would kind of be fanatical. I was sure. hoping. Now, where and, was and the first worked. place that you heard that, where you, the micro niche? Because obviously you'd been singing metal for a while. I know a little bit of your story. And then you just started going deeper and deeper. Where did you first hear that? Was it something you read? Was it something someone told you? Man, you know, I don't even know where the term originated. I, I'm not the inventor of it. I know that. But I don't actually know. Like I was consuming so much stuff at one point, just trying to figure out how can I get this out there. And, I, and I'm sure I heard it in more of like a, in the business world, like there's right, a, such right. a thing as niche marketing, yeah. niche marketing right. for sure. The micro part, I don't know where I picked that up, but I, I figured, you know, that's not more like in a small pond is a lot more doable than yeah. me trying to be a big fish in a big ocean. Sure. So, or trying to be a shark or something like that's yeah. not going to work. So, so why don't I stop trying to conquer the world and just try to conquer this tiny little corner of a, of a little niche that not very many people even know about. That seems easier to me. And so I did that and holy smokes, you know, uh, the royalties started coming in. I mean, just digital royalties and that, right. you know, and then next thing, you know, I'm selling a little bit more merchandise and a little bit more. I was like, before long, I was actually paying for diapers, groceries, bills, and the, the usual stuff I was like, oh my gosh. So at that point, that's when some of my friends were like, Leah, what are you doing? And how are you doing that? And, you know, so then I decided to write a little ebook and yep. it was the online musician. And at that point I was, again, just learning internet marketing, trying to figure out how to do this. I thought, well, maybe that could even help out our family a little bit, like this little side income thing, maybe that would help. And, um, his times were rough in the construction world. And, you know, I was just trying to, what could I do with my gifts to just help and contribute to the family, you know? And then, um, soon after that, as I was studying the business and market, I learned that, oh my gosh, like, you know, this would be a lot more valuable to people if I put this in like a video context. And so that's when, you know, Savvy Musician Academy was born and the course was born and really put meat on the bones and flesh that out. And, and the, you know, that's kind of how this whole thing started. So right. I never got into this with the intention of being in this industry. I it was really just, sure. how can I share my knowledge? Maybe it'll help someone. I don't know. Well, so, when I know. sit back and laugh about, and it's funny because there's a lot of, and, and people who are in my world know that I'm very blunt. 
I'm very forthright. I tell them, these are the strategies I'm using to get you to spend money with me. Now go use them on your consumer. Uh, my podcast or my songs, my programs are my records. You know, it's like I really show them what it is and I go out and learn. But at about that time, what was funny is there's a lot of these folks that would read a book and then write a book about the book they read and call themselves an expert. And I'm going saying, no, 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 I'm going to go learn from Leah, John Ojaka, Chris Greenwood, you know, circa those people that are actually in the industry that are doing this. And then all these other, you know, book folks were coming over, starting to make fun of me, starting to make fun. Of, and I'm just laughing hysterically because I'm like, here's a person, first off, you've got talent. So what they don't understand in that world is if it sucks, a lot of our strategies don't work. So you've got talent, you knew exactly what it is that you wanted to create. But you went deeper as you just didn't do like most artists and just try to sell, okay, I'll just go sell my music and I'll get digital spins. You started creating merchandise that would lead to this, that would lead to that. But what I loved about you and where I got I've always had respect, but when I got more respect was when you, it's almost like you heard some of the people out there talking and you're like, great, come on this webinar. Let me show you exactly how I made six figures. And no, it was not from selling courses. You know, I was like, damn, <laughs> she's told them, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. And that's when I went, this woman's got bigger balls than, than most guys that I know, because I love people who go right after the naysayers. You know, and, and that was one of the ones where I'm just like, this is my girl right here. I got to get a hold of her. I got to track <laughs> her back down. I had tried years ago, but I just don't think that we were ready then because we were both still so new at it to really understand what was happening. And then Michael Elsner brings us back, brought us back around. But tell me, what is it like having to always defend yourself, knowing that every day you're waking up creating programs that are changing people's lives? Oh my gosh, man. It's such a, it's, it's very surreal. And in a way you're a little bit disconnected in a virtual setting, right? Because there's only so much you can see. And then I find sometimes the most productive people are the quietest because they're out (laughs) just doing it, right? They're just doing it. They don't, they don't sit around kicking tires and complaining. They're actually out there. And, and I'm the same way, you know, when I get something really good out of a course, I'm constantly learning myself. I, I rarely really speak up and I'm just out there taking action, you know? So you gotta, you gotta make an effort to really be in touch and go the extra mile to really um, connect with, you know, the people you're working with and your students and all that. So, but it is, it is such a rewarding thing. Um, And, and I, I take every single person very seriously. It's the, it's the thing that keeps me up at night. I think about how can I help these people be more successful? What can I learn that I could pass on to them? And it's just right. it's consuming me for sure in a good way. Yeah, it was, it's, it's interesting. Cause I was, uh, I had a guy, Michael and I, so we did a, a webinar on the disc makers page and it was like two and a half hours and you know how smart he is. And we're talking about music supervision and all this stuff. And this gentleman sent me an email his name was Tim. And he says, Rick, he said, first off, you know, can I get the link to go get the books? And he says, I want to thank you for not being one of those marketers that's always trying to sell to us musicians. And I replied back to him. I said, is there any chance I could get your phone number? I'd love to chat with you for, for like a quick second. And he gave me his phone number. And I said, Tim, I said, listen, I said, first off, thanks for taking the time to send an email. I said, but let me just explain something real quick. Every time I open my mouth, I'm selling. 
whether it's to get my kids to do their chores, whether it's, you know, to get a massage from the wife, whether it's to get you guys to come into my programs. I said, so don't, don't be surprised in two weeks when there's an offer from Michael and I for you to check out his new program. I said, but let me ask you this question, Tim. I said, where is it and whoever told musicians that they should never really have to pay for anything, you know, that everything should be free. I said, you'll walk into Guitar Center, a guy there will sell you a $3,000 guitar that you do not know how to play, and you're okay with it, but I show up with a $97 course to teach you how to use social media, and you freak out because you think, what has been your response to things like that? Because I, I remember your last webinar that I saw, and you guys are now doing a lot more teaching. You, you're kind of like me. Guys, I'm not for everybody, you know, but you didn't get all this knowledge for free, did you? Leah, do you have like that, the magic formula to where you get everything in life for free as an artist and as a business person? If you do, please share it with me because I don't have that one yet. Oh, heck no. I've, I've probably invested hundreds of thousands into myself through education, mentorship, like all, all kinds of things. I mean, it's absolutely. And um, yeah, I, I have a lot of responses for people who think that way. Number one, I just think, hey, if you have that mentality, we probably shouldn't work together. Right. <laughs> number one, because I don't right. think you're going to get very far in life. Never mind in a, in the music business. Um, and you know, another thing I, I tell people, and you can feel free to take this and share this with people as well, is like, you know, people ask things like, you know, can, you know, when can I expect a, an ROI? You know, like, when am I going to see a return on my investment? And I tell them, hey, if you go to university and take a course and you go to get a degree, do they guarantee you that you're even going to get a job? No, <laughs> they don't, they don't promise you anything. You could drop right. out, you could do nothing with it. So, I mean, even if you are paying for it, doesn't mean you're going to do diddly squat. So it's a hundred percent extreme ownership. Extreme ownership is what we have to preach and educate people. And that's why I, I like appreciate that. guys like you, you know, because that's what we're doing. It's like, you got to take ownership of your own destiny here or nobody will. So stop waiting around and, and waiting for something magical to happen to you. So I, I just, I'm actually becoming a lot more uh, about repelling people from joining my programs or working with me than, than attracting, because I just found that over time, um, if you don't get the right people in there, I mean, they're not going to succeed anyways. So I would rather just repel more people yep. and, and and create more of a polarizing effect than just take anybody in because I really don't want their money. You know, and it's one of those things too. And that's what I tell people too. I mean, I've told people, it's like, I give a 365 day money back guarantee and I don't give refunds because I get the right person in on the front end. Another thing too, that I'm struggling with, and I just got back from click funnels and traffic and conversion as well. And one of my mentors was sit there and he says, when are you going to start charging for the Porsche that you've created and stop giving them the Porsche at the cost of a Volkswagen? And I'm like, what are you? He goes, Rick, you're devaluing your brand by trying to serve everyone. He says, you have so much stuff that's out there that can help them. You've got the free plus shipping on your book. You've got your podcast that you are constantly educating people on. He's like, don't feel that you have to always go low because your servant's heart wants to help as many people as you can. You're actually hurting them. And I was yeah. like, damn, I didn't expect him to say that. You know, it's like, and it's so hard. I'm doing this thing where it's like, I'm, I'm taking the month of March 
and I'm getting all my funnels ready. And I'm like, look, this is your last month to currently get in at what I'm offering because anyone who sees my new offers come April 1st, they're going to be three to four times what you see right now. So I'll give yeah. you a thing because I did something a while back and I think, and I want your honest opinion on this. I think I did more damage than I did good. What I did was, is I, I was creating my new program and I gave, I said, if you take this survey and tell me exactly how you're being pained in the industry, I'll give you access to any of my programs that are out there because I'm taking them off the market. I went back and started looking at the people who got them for free. They've never logged in. It's oh. like they just are like storing them. So they're no further along than they were a year ago when I gave them access to it. And it's like now I'm starting to think that I'm starting to do them a disservice by not, I always say, those that pay, pay attention. It's like, yeah. we've got to have some skin in the game. And it's like, exactly. and when I told somebody, I said, I'm doing you harm by not putting the pressure on you to get out there and do the work. Does that make sense? Of course. I totally understand too. Because on one hand, we, I feel like we're, it's such a similar place where we just, our hearts go out to the people because there's some seriously talented, but broke musicians out there. Right really talented. You just think, oh man, if you just had access to this information, like what you could do with it could be amazing. And on the other hand, by devaluing it, by putting, you know, such a low entry point to come in, um, it, there isn't skin in the game. And there's just, frankly, if it doesn't incur some risk for people, they just tend to not show up and do the work. Uh, this is just more of like a human behavior thing. It's not like a, you know, a general statement. Right, right. But just human behavior in general, it's like, it's kind of got to hurt a little bit. It's got to stretch. It should be scary. It should be a little bit nerve wracking, you know, to, to do something that's going to be real life. So I'm with you. Well, also too, as I, I've always shared, it's like the negative people's keyboards tend to work better than the positive people's keyboards when it comes to the internet and things like that. But I also, too, know that the people who know me and know you and know us and know how much we give, so sometimes it's like, like lately, I'll, I'll give you an example. I've had a consulting client that has made my life very comfortable, and it's like I don't take many, when you have comfort, you don't take risks, if that makes any sense. So here's this you know, major label, gives me a nice retainer. So we just recently made some changes where I said, you know what? I said, this year, I want to be my only client. I'm going to get rid of the, the stuff that's there. So now every month, we start at zero. If it comes in, it's because we made it come in. You want to know how what a fire that puts under someone when you know you've got to come in and perform like that? Because I felt is, was this $100,000 a year? How much was that costing my business by having someone else's attention on their business and not my business? So uh, we all do it, folks. We all have to mm -hmm. challenge ourselves. Where do you think you got this from? Which one of your parents, grandparents, who was it that taught you this, this savvy musicianship and business that you have? Because it's not normal amongst artists. <laughs> well, uh, I don't really know. Uh, both of my parents are more self-employed, but not really entrepreneurs. Right. I will okay. say, actually, I will say my dad's an entrepreneur, but not a businessman, if that makes any Got it. sense. Okay. I get uh, that. And more of like an inventor kind of a guy, but I have had to learn everything from ground zero. In fact, I didn't know anything about business. I knew nothing about internet marketing. I knew nothing about the music industry. I knew nothing when we first started. So it's been a very intensive, uh, really like an immersive experience where I just 
like eat, sleep, breathe, all of it uh, constantly. And then it helps that my husband uh, in late 2015, actually right after we launched it, when you joined, he quit his construction business, joined me full time. So we've, we've, been able, we've been able to do it as a couple. And that really helped immensely because he's He's the operator COO and he's managing people and staff and all that. And we've been able to immerse together in all of it, but right. in different ways, in different ways. So he's, if you talk to him, um, he's like totally behind the scenes and he's got completely different perspectives than I do. And it's really interesting. So that's, I've had to learn it just like everybody else with from ground zero who knew nothing. Well, so and I think that's, maybe that's why I was kind of drawn to you as well, because I learned everything I know by doing as well. People say, well, Rick, why is your book called The $150,000 Music Degree? I said, well, that was my salary when I was managing Taylor. And I learned everything by being a manager. I was blessed. I wish every manager had that luxury. I said, also, that's what Berkeley and Belmont charge people for a degree on theory. Uh, so I thought that'd be a good knockoff with the title of that book as well. So, you know, for those of you that are listening to this right now, something that she said that I think something that if you've been kind of thinking about where you could learn from someone in the industry. It's not like Leah's coming to you saying, Hey, so I had all this success 15 years ago, and I'm going to show you how to do it. What I just heard her say was, I knew nothing and learned this all on my own. That's the person that you guys should be wanting to learn from. And I say that respectfully to all those that have past experience. But if you have not had success in the digital age, or the people that you're working with, no offense to them. You can always learn things from them, but don't let them be the guiding light on your career in this digital age. And I say that respectfully to everyone. It's like, you know, I tell people, you'll come listen to me because of Taylor, but you better ask what I've done for independent artists. You know what? Yeah, she's a great resume builder and a flag waver. And that's why a lot of you are here, but you need to know what I can do for you. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about what you're teaching is it's like, because I'm in it. So guys, I'm speaking from somebody who's in it, not from somebody that, hey, I heard about this girl. I put my money where my mouth is. I buy every program that's out there from everyone because I learn from everyone. I take a nugget from everyone. And if that nugget costs me 300 bucks and I'm able to go make 10,000, then I'm in a good place like that. But who is the person that you're looking for now? Because you you've done something that's pretty amazing. You've opened yourself up for lack of a better word, and then you tell me your word, you're more like an artist agency now sharing the same exact resources that you're using on a day-to-day -day basis. You're allowing these people to learn from your people. I, I attended your last webinar and I'm like, oh my gosh, what a brilliant idea. You know, so tell people more about where it's at right now with what you're looking for and how they can find out more information about that. Yeah. So, I mean, we still have our flagship program, the online musician. That's really more for beginners who are just launching an online music career. And they've, you know, some of them have never recorded anything before, but what you saw that last webinar that was promoting our elite, our super fan system elite program. And this is, is actually something interesting Rick here because uh, I have avoided this for a very long time. And that is basically the term artist development. And I did, and it occurred to me when my family and I, we were, in, we were in Scotland in the summer and we were driving through Glencoe and we were thinking about our five-year goals and dreams and stuff. And, and we were talking about bringing on, you know, other coaches and experts who really are very, you know, experts of what they do to kind of relieve the burden. 
uh, because I was just feeling like I'm taking on the world and having to be the answer to everybody. And I'm like, hey, I'm not an expert in everything. I really don't know everything. And uh, I'm just I'm admitting that it's like, I, I'm good at these things. And so um, we talked talk about bringing out experts and, I, and it just dawned on me. I just had this light bulb moment. It's like, oh my gosh, like that's artist development. Now, different than traditionally. And I realized that I was avoiding this because I had a bad experience with artist development company when I was first starting out. Right. And the whole thing, it was a service-based company, which they usually are. It's like, we, you pay us this dollar amount and we will do these services for you. We do your social media, we do your PR, blah, 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 blah. And it was a total gong show, total gong show. And the company ended up going bankrupt a few years later. And um, so I was avoiding this. And so what, what we're doing now is um, really, it's a very more, a lot more of an advanced digital marketing type stuff. It's like stuff that you, you can't even get if you go to school for right. to try to get a degree, right? Um, and then, but what we've done is put on a coach's coach and you know, Facebook ads coach or just specific experts in these fields, website design, that sort of thing. And um, so I, I don't see so much of an agency. It's really more artist development, but DIY style. We are not more doing like artist for business them. development. You know, you're not teaching yeah. them how to sing. You're not teaching them how to play guitar. Right. You're like, you go create it and then come to me yes. when you're ready to get rid of it and build That's a business right. platform in place to be able to sustain your business. Exactly. And so, you know, we're not doing it for you. We're doing it with you, yeah. alongside you, doing it that style. So, that's right. So developing the business, the, the whole online marketing shebang from, you know, from branding all the way through to advanced Facebook ads, all the retargeting and custom right. audiences, all that stuff. So um, it's quite intensive. It's a huge learning curve. It's not so for it's, everybody. To, to me, it sounds like it's, it's a music business development course. You know, it's like, it really is. here's the business. You, get, you, you, go, you go do the music side, go work with all your people, do mm -hmm. all your stuff get your social set up, then we'll teach. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Although I will say we don't, we do not cover anything to do with licensing or management, nothing. This is all like, this is, it's like internet marketing 101. I, in fact, I tell them, Hey, if you change your mind and you want to sell ugly Christmas sweaters instead, you can go do that and build a seven figure business. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> and that's one of the things where I think we complement each other really well. Cause what I tell people is I'm the guy that it's like, you know, now I have the entrepreneurial space coming to me going, Hey Rick, you've been helping uh, artist in a very crowded space stick out and build brand awareness and loyalty and that's kind of where I focus on is on utilizing the free platforms I teach you know how to run dollar Facebook ads to keep the channel going but I always tell them your goal should be to get to an ad agency as fast as you can your goal should be to get Facebook to call and say stop you're spending too much money uh, which will never happen by the way but that's kind of where where my goal is at is that I come in and say hey let's go build fans. I'll teach you the artist to fan engagement because that's what I did really well with Taylor. I started at MySpace and kind of moved up. Uh, and then I try to hand them off to the folks like yourself that says, look, if you want to go deeper and you really want to roll up your sleeves, I, I do that stuff myself, but I don't want to have to teach that. I'm like you. It's like, I want to know the experts and everything. I don't want to be the expert and everything. My head can only handle. Yeah. It's too much pressure. <laughs> yeah. It's way, way, way too much pressure. So what's, uh, what's next for you besides uh, this new course that you've got going on and then is the best place to send everyone to savvy musician Academy.com. 
Yeah, absolutely. Savvy Musician Academy. Uh, we've got a free Facebook group. You can hang out. We do. We put our podcasts in there and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, the next thing for me is I, I'm also still 100% an artist working on my career. So that's the way it works for me is everything uh, that I do is inspired by my own career. So that means I'm the guinea pig. And so I'm out there creating music, launching it, testing stuff. Not everything works. Guess what? Some of the stuff bombs. Yeah, <laughs> I find right. out and, and then I get to tell them, hey, don't waste your money, guys. I tried right. that. <laughs> what so has been the biggest surprise for you on something that you tried, maybe that you thought, okay, I'll try it, but I know it's not going to work. That just totally blew your doors off. Uh, where it didn't work? Where it did. Where you thought, oh. eh, I'll try it, but you know, but what, what surprised mm -hmm. you? Was it a $5 trinket? Was it a $20 autograph CD? What's really surprised you that has really moved the needle, if that makes sense? Well, there's a few things, but I think one that stood out was, I think in my last crowdfunding campaign, I decided to experiment with, you know, normally when people launch something on Indiegogo or something yep. and they have, you know, 25 different items and they have, you know, this, that, and this, that, and this, that, and you just keep scrolling and there's more and more and more. I launched it with only two uh, perks. Two. Oh, wow. Yeah. One or the other, like yes or no, almost, almost like a landing page. It's like decide or yeah. go away. <laughs> and, and it worked. Oh my God. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, I mean, it went to 50,000 in nine days. And when I went to, we raised nearly $90,000 in 30 days. So, oh and that was with the, the two items. So I just, I just thought, you know, it's like kind of the concept in marketing where if you give people too many options, they choose none. And right. so I thought, okay. why don't I try that? And I don't know if it's going to work and it will be kind of embarrassing if it flops, but I'm willing to test it. So I tested it and, it, and, and then both, I made sure both of those perks were uh, a little bit higher on the on the dollar amount, right? Sure. So it was like either I think it was either um, like a sixty five dollar perk or a two hundred fifty, you know. So it was like high end. Yes, um, right. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even offer like a, a digital download just by itself. Now after we hit the goal, and I to get another little bump, but so in the very end, I think I had four. So, you know, that was just, that was a fun experiment. I had no idea if it would work and it did Good and it was you. really fun. But you tested it, but you tested mm -hmm. it. And that's, that's the thing, guys, you can't live or die by one thing. People always ask me, Rick, what do you think about this one or this one? I'll go, yes. And they'll go, what? I go, try them both, you know, go see what your fans respond to. Keep it simple. That is fantastic. Well, listen, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time out to, uh, to join me. I, like I said, I've been, been a fan for a long time. Uh, and been a customer for a long time, and I just see the way that you treat your people, and it's it's admirable. And for those of you, if you have are just finding out about Leah today for the first time, then you obviously don't live on Facebook and have not ever identified yourself <laughs> as a musician. Uh, <laughs> you've got some of the best Facebook retargeting I've ever seen. So uh, that's great. Go ahead. Me really, I've. You know, when you sent me that email, I just thought, you know, I have so much respect for you and I appreciate where you're coming from. And uh, I love that you have, you know, I think we all, we all have the artist best interest at heart, but you really confirm that, that you really do. And I just, I just respect and admire you for even having me here. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. Please tell Steve hello. And you guys uh, in the show notes, you'll be able to go check out Leah. And if you're just joining me and you haven't had a chance to do so, head over to musicindustryblueprint.com, grab a free copy of the book. I bought the books. If you want a hard copy, you can pick up the shipping. 
If you want a digital download because you're one of those that wants to save the world, you can get it while you're there as well. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there. 